You're listening to the Longbox Crusade podcast episode 41 featuring Herc. Number one, cover dated June 2011. First episode of the Longbox Crusade. I'm your host, Delvin, aka The Dark Web. The Longbox Crusade is a podcast where each episode, a random cover month and year is chosen, and then an issue is selected from one of the Longbox Crusade crew members' comment collection. Each episode, we will summarize, review, and reminisce about the issue, ads, and events of that time period. Joining me for this issue is the founder of the Longbox Crusade, Pat DJ Cristado Sampson, and he is going to tell me what his current crusade is in 10 words or less. Pat, go! I'm at a loss. I'm not ready to, to do this right away. I'm so You're done. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Real quick. My current crusade is backlog of video games. Need to play them. Working on the list. That's it. I can't say anything more. <laughs> All right, we're starting off uh, um, hot uh, and heavy here. Uh, with the, it, Pat, go ahead, describe it. I'm curious. Uh, go ahead, break the 10 words. Tell us what it's about. I have a huge backlog of video games that I want to play or have been buying, like off Steam and just collecting. And it's about time that I get down to that crusade and start to play these old games. I, I hear there's a rumor that you want to maybe podcast about this possibly live stream is that true pat it's possible but we'll see i'm still working out those odds and then but i I really need to get to it this is my duty to get to it so if you're listening listeners by all means chime in and let pat know that yes you want to see him uh stream these video games so he can play them and you can like talk with them, possibly play along with them and have some fun with Pat. And yell at me. I saw Jared doing some counting. Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, I think he has an accounting of the number of words that Pat has. Jared, am I right? That's correct. How many words? Uh, I lost count at about 150. So gotcha. Well, uh, I, I, I want more than 10 words. I get if he gets more than 10, I get more than 10. It was 10 words times oh. 10, right? Uh, no, no, it was it was it was just 10. And I was going to like make fun of my Alabama education and say that I don't know whether 150 is less than 10, but that's kind of blown out of the water. Anyway, Jared, Crusade, 10 words or less. Tomb Raider 3. Ooh. And then he shrugs like, I, I could do this all day. I, that's me. He's he, you know, he's a professional, folks. You know, he, he's, he's the Leo of the group. I don't know if, you, if he's ever told you that before. And, and he's taught leadership classes for over 20 years. News. Flash, buddy. There you go. We move on. 
to Jason Albrecht. We call him the Weasel Skull. And Jason, I don't know what he's going to do, actually. I don't know whether he's going to abide by Pat's rules or whether he's going to abide by Jared's rules. We're about to find out. Rejoined my gym. Gonna get swole. I Hell love yeah, gyms. Man. You can get breakfast anytime at gyms. <laughs> Pancakes are delicious. Uh, that 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 is that that's the San Antonio restaurant. Oh <laughs> no, that's what I joined. I mean, I'm gonna get swole on my belly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I good luck to you in the gym, uh, Jason. It's a worthwhile venture, I should say. I um, have been consistent in the gym since uh, last year uh, with my good friend Manuel and uh, have been seeing uh, a little bit of progress myself. So I've been happy with it. Just take some time and stick with it. And I will stick with this script. We invite you to be a part of the show by submitting your comments and memories, which will be featured on a future show. All links and pictures for this episode are in the show notes, which can be found at the website longboxcrusade.com. Please add the podcast to your favorite podcast feed or on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Longbox Crusade. And you can always leave a voicemail at 707-532-5269. That is 707-532-LBOX. We hope you come along with us on this crusade to read them all. Now, before we get started with this episode issue review, Let's take a quick podcast promo break. We will be right back. Hello, soldiers. I'm Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, codenamed Death Probe, and I'm here to give you your orders to join me and my elite podcasting squad for G.I. Joe Chronicles. Who makes up this elite squad, you may ask? It starts with my right-hand man, Pat Sampson. Tell him your codename and specialty, Pat. Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. My codename is DJ Cristados, and on G.I. Joe Chronicles, I specialize in G.I. Joe comic books, Marvel, Devil's Due, IDW. We cover them all. But there's so much more in the G.I. Joe Chronicles universe, and that's where our first sergeant comes in. He's Jim Mill. Sound off with your codename and specialty, Jim. My specialty is everything else G.I. Joe. I'm going to talk about some comics too, but I'm also going to look at the G.I. Joe property from lots of different angles, including, but not limited to, the toys, cartoons, puzzles, train sets, bed sheets, Halloween costumes, you name it, and there's probably a Joe version of it, and I'm going to let you know it exists. You forgot to tell the troops your codename. Oh yeah, codename Weasel Skull. I don't think you can have that one. I think it's taken. Dang. How about codename Weasel Skull? Strangely enough, that's also taken. Orsted. Oh, that's like a beautiful name, man. We could be cosmically. Okay, never mind. Never mind. I got it. Codename Dark Web. No. Pop Pop Hiss. No. Pimp Destro. No. Hot Thing. No. While my battle buddies get that ironed out, I invite you to join us for GI Joe Chronicles. You can listen to it on its own solo feed wherever podcasts are found, or catch it under the Longbox Crusade Network umbrella. We look forward to seeing you at Fort Longbucks. Yo, Joe. Okay, how about Jim the Joe Junkie? Uh, maybe. Welcome back from the break. Today's adventure from the Longbox is Herc, number one, cover dated June 2011. The credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World. The comic's title was Herc, number one, the publisher, Marvel. Cover date, June 2011. On sale date, April 6, 2011. With a cover price of $3.99. Editor was Mark 
Panicia. The writer was Greg Pak. The writer also was Fred Valente. Penciler was Neil Edwards. Inker was Scott Hanna. Letterer was Simon Boland. And the colorist is Jesus Abertov. It was reprinted in Hurt Number no. 1, The Variant. It was also published in 2011. With cover credits going to artist Carlos Pagulian. I think I got that in one take. I'm very proud. <laughs> you said that correctly. Yep. Th- thank you, Pat. Thank you. And Jared will now describe the cover for us. Yes, sir, I will. The title font of Herc is done in golden, bold letters, and the corner box places this firmly in 2011 since it is an advertisement for the first Thor movie. The main action. Hercules is on the defensive in a rainy alleyway. His sword and shield are at the ready to ward off the incoming horde of attackers. The attackers are represented by shadowy hands in the foreground, some of which are holding bloody knives. A cover blurb does a bit of advertising as it reminds us that this is the, quote, savage first issue. And I did that with no bits. I did it straight, but I do have a Hercules joke for everybody. So here we go. Hercules, I'm going to test your uh, knowledge of Hercules. Does anyone on our team know what the 12th labor of Hercules was? This is not a joke. This is like, do you know what the 12th labor was of Hercules? I think it was his final. No. I think he had to do a dozen. Yeah, he had to do labors. Like one of them was cleaning out the stables. Right. That was, I think was, that was an early one. Did he have to hold the earth up? Was that his last one? No, it was Atlas. Was that Atlas. Yeah. Uh. If you don't know, that's all right. Any, Jason, guess you look like you had a guess on your mind. No, I really don't. One more. Yeah. Did he have to fight the three-headed dog? Yes, the no, 12th oh, one was the it? fighting of Cerberus. Cerberus. Which makes him officially the first person in history to accept a triple dog dare. Ooh. <laughs> that's actually pretty good. And with that, I we're going to get to tell you. I don't know how long. Guys, guys, give him his due. Give him his due. You know what? I'm going to clap back at you for getting the 12 flavor of Hercules right, though. That was impressive. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where I pulled that from. My random trivia is somewhere in, in my head. But you know what? We work together as a and team. You, honestly, you, you Cerberus and the Stables was the only two that I could remember as well. There was the Hydra, too. That's, those were the three that I. I oh, remember. Hydra? Yeah, I think he did yeah. fight a Hydra. Mm. Well, somebody has to talk about this cover, and it's a pretty good one. Jason, go for it. What do you think of the cover of Herc 1? This cover really pulled me in right away. Hercules is one of those characters that I've read a lot through my experience with the Avengers. He's always been kind of up and down to me, depending on who's writing him. Sometimes he seems almost buffoonish, and then sometimes he seems almost like a heroic, kind of tragic character, which is the Hercules I really enjoy. And we'll get more into that with the story. But the cover really suggested to me that I was going to get that latter Hercules. I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know his condition or anything. But looking at that cover, I was like, holy cow, this man's all about the business. It's just beautifully drawn. The pose, the action pose, I, I think it's perfection. You couldn't get a better pose than that. And I really like how the blood stands out right in that forefront on those dark silhouetted figures just really promises some menace, some action and kind of a dark book, which is what we got. I liked it. Nice, Jason. Thanks for that. Pat, what do you think? I like Jason too. I was really enjoyed looking at this cover. I think from the point of view of the attackers, you know, it's kind of like that POV point of view, which POV stands for, for those of you who don't really know that, but 
so coming in at that, I feel like I'm one of the attackers and I'm going to attack Hercules. And man, I don't know if I want to anymore just because he looks really menacing and the rain coming down. It just really sets the mood for this book. And it's way different than the Herc Hercules that I'm used to. We've done some of those through Crusademus and, and another one that we've done. So this is really different for me to see. So I was anxious to find out how darker this one could be. Yeah, I agree with that, Pat. It's like we're used to seeing Herc as kind of being swashbuckling, you know, kind of mm-hmm. in that, you know, not necessarily goofy adventure. There's some action going on, but they always make sure to throw those hijinks in there as well. Yeah. And looking at this cover, it don't look like it's going to be like that, right? Mm-mm. It's going to be savage. Yeah, it's going to be savage. Speaking of savage, Jared. Jared's a savage. Rawr. He wants to talk about this cover. Yeah. All right. I'm savagely talking about this cover. All right. My nerdy comic creator word or phrase, because it's two words for the day, it's going to be vanishing point. This cover uses an excellent use of vanishing point, taking us down the alleyway, spreading throughout the whole cover, using the silhouetted hands in the foreground. Color use is excellent. Jason picked up on the red on black, which always looks good. The greens of the alleyway, the gold lettering. It's just on balance really good because the lettering plays off of the shields especially well. And my favorite thing about the cover is what an interesting hint of a cover it is. Because when I looked at it, I went, guys with knives? Why in the world would he be afraid of guys with knives? He looks like he's afraid a little bit. Not not scared, like, like he's ready to fight, but he's also on the defensive. And what a great hint, because then you read the story and I go, oh, okay. <laughs> now I know why he's not as hands-on hips, broad smile yeah. Hercules. Yeah. So what a great issue one, because I had that thought. I was like, this, uh, at first I was like, why would he be afraid of guys with knives? And then I read the book and I went, perfect, great cover. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Looking at this cover in absolute truth and advertisement, I picked this up at a um, Charlotte Minicon, the lads at uh, Heroes Aren't Hard to Find, uh, who put on uh, the big Heroes Con here in Charlotte. They do a series of Minicons as well. And I went with uh, my friend and workout partner, Manuel, uh, to one of them, picking up some rando comic books, specifically for Longbox Crusade, actually, just to give a break up because I know when Delvin Cern comes around a lot of times we go, oh, is it Spidey? Is it Spidey? Maybe. Shut up. But in this case, it's like, let me pick a few things that are, you know, not Spidey. And so I didn't have really any point of reference other than let's pick up some cool covers. This was a cool cover. And if you think about like the self-defense aspect of it, he is cornered right now. He is in an alley. There is nowhere for him to go. He has to stand and fight. And it looks like he is just just bared down and he is ready to give it hell. It's a cool cover. And it definitely makes you think that this is going to be a serious book. And we're about to talk about it. But yeah, it seemed like it followed that path. Thanks for your comments, gents. I'm going to get to the synopsis now.
The title is Gods of Brooklyn. Looks like Hercules lost his immortal status in a fight with the Chaos King. He's still plenty strong, though, and finds himself immediately embroiled in a battle with, by extension, the Kingpin and the Hobgoblin, which might be difficult because he's not immortal anymore. I just said it literally a sentence ago. Pay attention. I'm sorry. I get upset when Hercules loses his immortal status. So, guys, what do you think about the story? We will start with Pat. Well, like I said, in going through the cover, I wasn't really sure what to get into. And once I started reading the story, it was a little more darker tone, not that fun-loving Hercules and he, him having all that power. So this really pulled me in it some more with him being immortal and seeing that he could get hurt. But he's still pretty strong. I mean, he took out a, these bunch of gang members in some dirty, grimy fashion. And this would be a real cool movie scene to see, I think. This would be really neat to kind of watch on the screen, kind of the action go down. One of the key things that I really liked is his equipment and how they called that out. I just like that little detail of factoids, I guess, or something like Mm -hmm. that, that they used when he pulled out the knife and we were where the knife came from. And then the shield, the shield was really cool with the Medusa and all. And like, oh, I was like, why has he got it wrapped? And then I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Pat never saw Clash of the Titans. Oh, I, I have. No, I did. And that's what brought <laughs> me back to the Clash of the Titans. Like, oh, okay, cool. Then he has a bow and the helmet. And I was like, okay, so he puts on the helmet and he can go invisible. But does that include the cloak then too? Or I, that part I didn't really get, but you know what? I, I can't tell right you. Like whatever's in the book is what I'm pretty much going to have to nod my head and go by. Talking to you, gents, I know that this series ran 10 issues. I read none of the other 10 issues other than Herc number one. So, and I'm not that versed in Herc lore to know whether or not like everything goes invisible or not. Pat, I think everything does. If I'm, I don't have the copy from me, but I want to say that there were the panel was drawn. He's either just taking it off or just putting it on. And so he's fading. And I think that's why you just see the top of the cloak is like he's fading back into view or out. It's a transitional drum because I had to look at that panel too, and I was like, "Oh, he's." I can't remember Did if he was put it on and then the hood over it. Uh, that's where I was worried. Maybe he put it on above the hood or just took the hood down. Yeah, put it, the it was a transition. He was in transition in that drawing. I had to look at it too. Okay. Either way, I, I thought this was really cool, and I really liked what they did there with the equipment. I found that very fascinating because I like this medieval kind of, you know, the sandals and sword. I like this. Makes me feel good watching this, the swashbuckling things like this. But to see him kind of mortal and going through what he what he had to do to, to himself to to fix himself and just him not he, you know he's down on his luck having a needing to find a job a place to stay i'm really interested to see where this goes with him and you said it was 10 issues yeah somebody let me know it's 10 jared was it you jason was it you i'm getting shrugs from all around oh maybe, maybe, maybe it was me maybe it was me when i was looking <laughs> it up i said oh maybe you? okay maybe. Well, Jared, I think I think that's right. I think when we were when we were talking about it last time, uh, both Pat and I looked it up, and it was ten issues on Marvel Unlimited, and he confirmed that that's what he had from his source as well. And I thought that printing comics on metal was a cool idea, especially for Hercules. But it was ten ten issues. I thought you said uh, ten no, instead of ten. Yeah, you, you know, Jared, triple dog there. 
Triple, I, triple I, I, give, I give you credit for, you know, there's there's the envelope, you know, it's right against the edge, and you're just like, I'm going to flick it. I'm going to flick like it Like a cat just... with, your, with your coffee <laughs> cup on the edge of the counter. You're off mute, Jared. Stay off mute. Let's. What do you think about the issue? Uh, first thing that really caught my attention is the same thing that Pat mentioned. Really loved how the equipment was sort of the hook and the pace of everything. The use of equipment, giving the history on it. You know, when I was in grade school, I loved this. They had these huge books, and, and I, I don't mean just like like thick, like big, big print, large scale books of Greek and Roman. How thick? Uh, <laughs> excellent job, then, Jason. Greek and Roman uh, history, and so I really liked that stuff, and it was neat to see all that come back again. So that was great. You know, it's a great premise to have Hercules mortal and having to square off against the kingpin. The only Two notes I had about the story that, that are pretty much unique from what Pat had said is uh, Hobgoblin as his sort of first villain immediately made me think of Dark Hawk. Like, this is the villain you used to launch a title. I, think. <laughs> I, I thought the exact same thing, Jared. The exact. I was like, oh, Your he's cat. the guy you get when you <laughs> launch a new title. But to know that the Kingpin's coming in on it, you know, is looming in the background is really cool. The other thing I think that needs to go, and, and I honestly don't know if the writers are going to uh, address this or not, but my biggest fear of him at this point of being mortal isn't to get stabbed or shot. Is I think he might have an STD from the with that girl. <laughs> he might be coming to daddy, too. <laughs> and if Hercules, you know, he's not, it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not like he's used to just like, you know, lots. Of, he's the James Bond of the Greek gods, man. Just women here, women there. They love him, and he loves them back. But like, if you're not immortal, <laughs> there are consequences, son. <laughs> Something to think about. I hope that there isn't a panel in future issues of him having to go to the urgent care clinic. Even though that would be kind of fun. Jason, save me. I can't believe I had to say that. <laughs> say that sentence, but Jason, save me. Well, we've talked a lot about the action at the opening of the book, which was tremendous. And I agree with everything that that Pat and Jared said. It was really fun to see all those weapons and a little history behind each weapon. What we kind of haven't talked about yet is just the mortality aspect of it. The after the battle, you know, he catches a bullet in there and he has to, for the first time, remove a bullet from himself. And he's like, ow, ow, ow. (laughs) It's like, this hurts. And then if, so, if I had to remove a bullet, I'd be like, ow, ow. <laughs> but, you know, it's the first time he's really experienced that that kind of mortal pain. But what was really touching was how when he goes to help uh, George Michael, the restaurant owner, and he needs a job and gets the job and there's the daughter that's in there. So, you know, there's going to be some sort of relationship that's formed between those two and then like the, the casual uh his his co-bartender there and their little romantic interlude but i i just think it's really interesting because you know the hercules a legend that i i read and obviously i don't remember a lot of it as witnessed by jared's uh, uh riddle there but the one thing that i do remember is Her- hercules is part man part god and he's torn between these two worlds and right now he's kind of sort of cut off from the God part. Although we see hints of people offering him sacrifices or, or there's something in the ether that, that is calling to him. He seems to be in some sort of communication with the gods. I tend to think he's got some level of maybe immortality or healing 
I, I assume it's going to be revealed more as the it, as the issues progress. But right now, what's really fun to see is just his connection to humanity and that heroic element that even without all those powers, he still steps up and kicks a fist goon right in the nuts. That is something that uh, I like to see in my heroes. That's really cool. Jason said such wise things, and I was worried about his his PP and uh, gonorrhea. Maybe. No, there's wisdom in that too. You know, <laughs> he, might, he might be who? Who is the? Was Athena the one that heals the? <laughs> it's gonna be something. Yeah, I, well, he I needs did, some wisdom from Athena. Maybe <laughs> I did find that funny as well too. You know, you still have that. You know, the ladies' man of Hercules, and all of a sudden I turned up. And, oh, yep, that just happened real quick. <laughs> Yeah, show him his room. In all seriousness, though, I think it really does. Like you were saying, Pat, it shows his godlike side. Like that's how he acts as a god. He he hasn't realized that there are concerns <laughs> when you do this as a man. Yeah, and and agreed. Of course, there's a responsibility for that. You got to think, but at the same time, they mentioned <laughs> the dude. The dude is seven feet tall, rippling muscle, mu- rippling muscles, and handsome. Like so handsome, the chick was like, "Uh, yeah, I'll show you that room." <laughs> I guess it, it, so. Yeah, I, I guess you know, God habits are hard to break. I don't know. I'm not a god. Never will be. But yeah, good comments all about the book. And oh yeah, this is Longbox Crusade. We don't get around two on the story, but we do get around talking about the story art. We'll start with Jared, the resident artist himself, and he's going to talk about what he thinks about the art in the book. I really liked it. I think it was a good combination of penciler, inker. I believe the book had an inker. Oh, of course, it was Scott Hanna. Scott Hanna is the uh, longtime inker on Ultimate Spider-Man, so that dude knows how to throw down some inks. And I got to give a shout out to Simon Boland, who's the letterer. I just shouted out to him because we don't shout out letters very often, and I actually quasi no Simon. So that was cool to see his name of somebody I knew on there. So that was fun, but uh, more focusing on the art. Yeah. The, the pencils and inks went together. Well, the colors all flowed. Well, the action was not hard to follow at all. The only time I had to stare at a panel, Pat was when he was doing the transition. Like, okay, what? Okay. He's, I think he was turning invisible or un- again. I can't remember. Yeah. That was the only panel I had to stop and look at. And other than that, man, just, it, you know, the cover was done by a different artist. And it promised good art inside, right? That cover said, there's good art in here. And sometimes, you know, you get duped. And sometimes, you know, you're pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised. I'll leave the rest for someone else to talk about. Pat, go for it. I definitely agree with Jared that the cover said there's going to be good art in here. You open it up. There's some good art in here. The whole layout, I was able to follow along just by the pictures, if you had to. The lettering, like Jared said, too, it, it really helped polish up this comic it wasn't super gritty or you know darkness too much i think the color palettes used in here suited the story for what we saw just very well done with the inks and everything it's it was beautiful to look at what do you think jason three for three with being really impressed with this art i didn't recognize the artist's name but holy cow he turned out some great pencils and the inks i think are just about perfect. They had the just the right amount of grit and tone to the book, and the colors are pretty vibrant, actually, and really kind of juxtapose against that ink, but I think that's what makes it work. I appreciate the darkness 
of the story, but I still like the lightheartedness and levity of the character. And the artwork really kind of brings those two elements together in a way that just tonally represents the character, I think. So, yeah, all in all, really splendid. And then just to go back and talk about the Pope in the pool, this this is a good example of the Pope. I'm going to try one more time. Say, with I, Pope I, I, whoa, 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 that takes me back here. Hey. Pope in the pool, all right. Pope in the pool. Okay, the Pope in the pool moment in this book are the weapon, right? Because what they could have done is give you a one-page spread of all the weapons and just said, here are all the weapons that he has. Or showing him like grabbing all his weapons and putting them in. But what they showed him was using the weapons. So now it's more entertaining and it's it, it makes you remember it more because you saw them in action. You saw him pull these out and the artist said, hey, he's going to use this sword of Parius and lop some guy's arm off. And you see him lop some guy's arm off. So that's kind of what the Pope in the Pool is about. It's it's showing, not not telling. So are those like pool noodles or like... Like pull floaties on the arms. We'll try again in another two or three years. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like swimming in the pool when it's hot outside. Mm. I've been warned not to show. I take some pop in the pool, you know, some Coke Zero. <laughs> mm. <laughs> pop in the pool. That that's new. And you got to warn us next time, Jason. That that you you flash back with a with a callback like that. You know, I was not ready. I'm glad I was sitting down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Oh, I didn't talk about the art myself. I almost got distracted. It, I I agree. I think I think the art was fitting the story. I don't know Neil Edwards either. If someone wants to do uh, some dark web searching real quick, maybe uh, look up some Neil Edwards. I have not heard of him, but what I was impressed by, even though he was new, this is good art, and it's not like they slacked on the creative team of this. So it looks like they took it very seriously. Uh, of a new debut and that was cool it's not like i mean of course you i guess if you really were going for like a total a-list character you're going to find like an a-list creator but i see no fault in neil edwards artwork along with scott hannah assisting him so it was good i'm gonna go to jared jared did some digging all right neil edwards is british lives in wrexham north wales it's pro- i'm probably doing the wrong accent for it i don't know well <laughs> When did Alan join this? <laughs> I know, right? And this cat apparently has been doing a lot of stuff over the last few years. He's been on Superman, FF, Doctor Who, Spider-Man, The Avengers, Batman, Justice League, Green Lantern, Torchwood, and Hercules. And uh, his Spider-Man season one graphic novel was a New York Times bestseller. Well, dang. Okay. We're in the presence of greatness. <laughs> greatness that somehow escaped us all. But hey, that's cool. I think that's a hidden gem. Maybe he cut his teeth here on Hercules, and good for him. Uh, we're all impressed with your artwork, Mr. Edwards. If you ever hear this, please take a bow, man. Uh, and now I will pass it to Jared. This is his part of the show. Ah, yes. So if Mr. Neil Edwards did hop on a plane from Heathrow and fly to the States, to the colonies as they're known, and he went to a convention, and we saw him there, and he said, Long Black Crusade, guys, you guys are awesome. You can have any page you want out of this book. What page are you picking? Pat looks confident. I am confident, Jared. I'm so confident that I'm going to choose the splash page, full page at the end of the Hobgoblin kind of coming down at Hercules from the back. I think that is a very awesome looking page, and I would want that. 
well chosen. Jason. Well, since you let Pat go first, I'm going to take Pancrasia Kick to the Nuts. That's the one that I like where he's <laughs> kicking that dude right in the tummy feathers. Tummy feathers. Yep. <laughs> that leaves Delvin. There are two that I like, and I, I'll mention them even though I know I can only pick one uh, where they put the title credits where Hercules is kind of has his back and you got Zeus in the clouds over his head just, you know, laughing at his boy because there's something about God's dad's holes. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness. Like, they just love seeing their son suffer. Like, my, oh, I'm teaching you a lesson. Are you? Are you really? Anyway, there's that page, and then there's also the one where uh, Hobgoblin is the big splash page where Hobgoblin is fighting Hercules, uh, where, you know, he's got Hobgoblin, he's doing that laugh, and then he says, Hercules, Hercules, Eddie Murphy, right? Love him. That page, like, that's a cool page, too. Yeah, that's uh, you, the one I like. You should have picked that one, Pat. Yeah, if I would only would have picked that one. <laughs> it's the one that Pat picked. <laughs> The one I was going to pick. With That's Pat. all right. We can all pick the same one. He described it differently. You know, <laughs> you know Pat. You know, well, I think yeah, at the end of the day, we probably all just really like that Hobgoblin page. I think Jason picked another one because he couldn't have Hobgoblin. It surprised me. I was like, yeah, oh, let's all pick the Hobgoblin page. Let's do all it. All right. Everybody gets a Hobgoblin page. You get a Hobgoblin. You get a Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin's in the sky. <laughs> I can gobble prices high. <laughs> Goblin rainbow. Goblin rainbow. <laughs> oh, that's good. That no, was, that's good, was my goblin laugh. That was a good goblin laugh. And, and th- this is what you get on Long Boss Crusade. I just, just completely made up jokes from scratch. Fresh delivered to you. <laughs> from internet to table. <laughs> from internet to table. Absolutely. So fresh. we were in the time frame of April 2011. Does this bring back any memories to the gentlemen here on the panel. Let's see, We I see some contemplative faces. I'll go first then while they are contemplating. April, 2011, I was just starting uh, my job at the Pentagon. That is a place that I never necessarily thought I would go in my career. Uh, and somehow I wound up there uh, doing action officer duties. An action officer sounds really cool and really kinetic. But really, you're just like some colonel's um, <clears throat> do boy. Let's let's say do boy and and leave Pat without the edit for what I was <laughs> going to say. A lot of folks uh, from the military don't want to go to the Pentagon, and I found that it actually wasn't bad. Got the tempo of what was going on, and like, and then they have a really cool gym as well in the basement of the Pentagon. That was cool too. So. I got to commute to work and then I worked and then I would go work out. Then I would just jump on the Metro and and go home like after a 10 minute walk. So I got a lot of walking in, got working out in and the work really wasn't bad at the end of the day. And it wound up leading to the best assignment that I ever had in the Air Force. There is no way I could have gotten that assignment on Ascension Island without being at the Pentagon. So a little bit of gratitude there. And with that, I I did as much vamping as I can, gentlemen, Who, who was ready to talk about their memories from April 2011. Jason looks ready. So April 2011, I'd been working for Department of Ecology for three years, and I am renting a really crappy house in the Olympia area. 
I, and I'm just starting to look for houses because rent is going up. The housing crisis has really dropped the price of houses in my area. So I was on the hunt and that's what I was doing in April of 2011. Did you wind up with the house that you're in presently? Yes, I did. I looked at one other one before the, this one, but price was just a little bit higher than I wanted to pay. And this one came up and it was much more affordable and uh, had everything I wanted and had everything I needed and most of the things I wanted. So made a bid and I got it. Fantastic. I, I like that better than, you know, last time I was like, yeah, something, something. And and me and Miranda got together and you're like, yeah, me and Mary broke up. <laughs> this time I had a happy story and you had a happy story. That is two happy stories. Pat, do you have a happy story to share? Yeah, I think it during this time, I'm probably fully in dad mode uh, with the two kids coming up. One's 10, one's 11, 12, around that age. So just fully immersed in that world, uh, working doing the best that I could to, you know, keep the job, keep the money coming in. Um, not really too much into comic books. So I think during this time, this is a big gap for me for quite a while in, in between some of these years, because of course the money went somewhere else, but I do looking at the, the movies and some of the songs coming up. I think I'm DJing still. I think I'm just kind of fading out of DJing at the time uh, as well too. So I guess it was fun times because you know, just focusing on the family and kids. For a second, and I, I, I know what I'm, I realize what I'm about to do here. Just just realize this. For a second, it sounded like you were uh, the song uh, Living on a Prayer. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, was, I was halfway there. Yeah. yeah. You got to hold on to what you got. Mm-hmm. Make a difference. And make you never fun. worked on the docks. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? There could be docks in Wisconsin. I worked in the hospital with some docks. See, there, see, there you, there you go. go. <laughs> Teddy used to work with the dog. See, there it is. I, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> it's going to be on you when he goes. When yeah, he goes. I know. I know. I, I, I stopped. I stopped myself because it was starting to feel good. You know, it's like you saw the dark side there. And you're just like, good, good. That was me. I, but I didn't, I did not fully submit. Jared, what's your story? Delvin. Are you familiar with a place in Washington, D.C. called Sixth and I? Yeah. Is that where we saw Hurt? Ooh. Because that was 2011. Goodness. In 2011, oh. Hurt performed at Sixth and I in Washington, D.C., and I feel like that's when you and I went and saw it. Okay. Okay. All so, right. that's something from 2011 right there. <laughs> that is something from 2011. Uh, when did we see Hall & Oates? Was that be- before or after? Oh, I can't remember. I, I think know we it was swapped before. concerts, but I can't remember which which order we did them in. Yeah, we swapped concerts to let the listeners know um, for a Father's Day gift. Uh, Jared wanted to go see Hall and Oates, and he asked me to go with him. And so we were in Atlanta. Yeah, mm-hmm. we went to Atlanta uh, and we saw Hall and Oates together, which was a good show, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in return, uh, I invited him to uh, come up to uh, D.C. I lived in Virginia at the time. And we went to see a band that I liked at the time, a band called Hurt, uh, which unfortunately they hadn't put out any new music in a while. But I, I mean, they put on a very good acoustic set, I thought. And uh, Jared was entertained and not once did he use the word lazy. So that, oh. that was a win, folks. That was a win. That was that a big bring, win. That was a, <laughs> that was a big <laughs> win. 
That brings us to the end of this part in the show. Got a comment or question? Send an email at contact at longbosscrusade.com or make a comment on Longboss Crusade Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. You can call us and leave a voicemail that we just might play on the show. Leave us a message at 707-532-5269. That is 707-532-LBOX. You should probably pick up the phone. Mm. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to keep going. Don't leave us alone. It's true. (laughs) We're all waiting for you. (laughs) We will be right back. Hey, Jared, I have this idea for a new show for the network. Uh, Yeah. yeah, um, What is it? You know how I liked the 1990s comic book series, The New Warriors? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you know how at the Long Boss Crusade we're trying to get the YouTube channel going? Uh, yes, also, yes, also correct. Well, thanks. So, how about you and me do a live stream show about the New Warriors? You've never read the books before, and I have them, and so that's a great setup. We could give it a catchy name, like Come Out to Play. Don't you think that's the greatest idea? Sure, 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 Delvin. That's a great idea. Um, just one question. Yeah. Why do you have me dangling off this ledge, holding me by only one arm? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you'll get it soon. I hope. <laughs> Come out to play. A new Warriors podcast comes to you live on YouTube every second Tuesday of the month at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Longbox Crusade channel. If you can't watch it there, we replay them on the Longbox Crusade Network podcast feed, available anywhere podcasts can be found. We invite you to come along for the ride, or in other words, New Warriors. Come out to play, yay! Welcome back from the break. Let's continue with the show. Now it is time to scan through the featured issue of Hurt One for the top ads that stood out to us in a segment called Add It Up. Add It Up. Add it up. Here are the ads that stand out to us in this issue. And there, there weren't many. <laughs> there were not many. Maybe they were just super excited about Hurt and forgot to put ads in this one. But we're going to go through them anyway. Um, we got some shrugs all around Jared, Jared's got one. What, yeah, what? I got one. Out to you. Yeah, I got one. It's um, the, the toys. You know, there's there's one ad for toys. It was UFC action figures, right? So automatically, I was excited. At least there was a toy ad in the comics because I think I've probably talked about it on this podcast sometime before about my theory about how ads were just like amazing in the 60s and 70s and 80s, and then into the 90s they were still kind of cool because there were all these video game ads, and then they just kind of. I guess they stopped selling ads at Marvel DC, but it was cool to see the toys. And I wanted to just comment on those UFC figures because, you know, in my yard sailing uh, adventures, I'll often find UFC figures. Those are by a company called Jack's, I'm pretty sure. I don't have it in front of me, but they made a lot of those. It's Jack's specific. Yep. Jack's oh, specific. Jack's, Jack's Pacific. Right. Jack's specific. They made those and they also had the WWE uh, license. And uh, so they do all the wrestlers and all that. And I always appreciate the fact that once they had those licenses, they were all done in same scale. So you can easily mix your wrestlers with UFC fighters. And tip of the day, they resell really well. There are people out there collecting the heck out of those. Anytime I find a bundle 
of those UFC guys, I buy them because uh, they, the prices on eBay are pretty nice. So that's all I got on UFC Fighter. And just so you guys know, uh, the listeners, if you are following any mixed martial arts, uh, these are pretty popular names here. Diego Sanchez, Andre Arlovsky, Anderson Silva, and Forrest Griffin. Uh, so, And they actually all look pretty good. They look like the actual people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't just look like, you know, some mismatch thrown together so they must have had likeness rights yeah jax well. does really good sculpts and and they're just really well made they're 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 what's the word i'm like stout they're like stout figures so because they know kids are going to be smacking those wrestlers together and stuff so yeah anyway yeah, yeah. okay pat you got an ad i do have an ad and i'm going to take one that may cause some controversy here and i'm going to step out of the bounds here and i'm going to go with the fruit of the loom ad where you got a bunch of guys, you know, it's just underwear for every man. And oh. I think we're the every man. You know, they show you, you, you got the brief, you got the trunk, you got the boxer brief, and you got the boxers. So yeah, I want to ask you Jason's guys. Showing us no, Jason, no, Jason, Jason, <laughs> sit down, please. Sit down, please. Uh, I, I, I want to ask. We don't, we can just tell. We don't have to, uh, if you don't want to, if that's a little more personal. But what kind of, what kind of guy are you? You said they get all the access, Pat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They they get all the access. We don't have to get all the access. You can limit the access to us. Uh, Pat had a question, and then since I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I'm a boxer brief guy. Okay. I, and I've been a boxer brief guy for a long time because to mimic off of a joke that was used in Hercules' uh, book, I have a case of tank. So I I cannot wear boxers. I, I tried to like as a high schooler and there was like one time I was doing like this stretching stuff at home, getting ready for ROTC actually. And this one, if you can just imagine you're just standing straight up, you lift one leg, knee, and then you tilt it out at a 90 degree angle, just trying to stretch out your hip flexors or whatever. And I was in the process of doing that. And I'm sitting there in the room with my mom and my grandmother wearing boxer, just regular boxers. And all of a sudden there's... <laughs> Rip right down the middle oh, in the back, no, no. and my grandmother cracks up laughing. I've always had it, always will. It ain't going nowhere. So boxer briefs just uh they work better for me than anything. I got big butt, I got big legs, and I cannot uh-huh. lie. Pass it around. Go ahead and go to Jason. Since you were about to show us, uh, just tell us, please. Well, okay. I'm going to go with the Thor Loki Blood Brothers ad. No, no, no. Well, we're talking about what underwear you wear, son. We're not. uh, not Thor Loki underwear. We're we're still talking about underwear? Pat, let's pass it around. Are you a boxers or a briefs or what kind? I already showed you. I'm, we, I'm a, none of us I, look. Boxer. None of us I, I look, wear, Jason. I alternate between boxers and boxer briefs. All right. Jared, we'll move on to you real quick. I uh, I rarely wear underwear, Pat. Uh, mm-hmm, when mm. I do, it's often exotic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm riffing off of a Bill Murray thing. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a briefs guy. I'm a briefs guy. You know, I do a lot of jocking and walking, uh, walking and, you know, Boys got to have a house. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Nope. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a boxer brief. I was converted from a tidy whitey. You know mm-hmm. that the um, the briefs there, but I went to you know I spruce it up now. 
these. I'm I'm still in the briefs, but I do do various colors, Pat. Okay, all right. So I'm I on record. Yep, yep, yeah. Why not? Let's get. I mean, it would make sense that I would be the most scantily yeah. clad of all the girls. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do briefs anymore. Like, but because when I think of briefs, I think like of tidy whities from yep. Fruit of the Loom. Yep, and, I, and, I, and I was like, I'm not a boy anymore. I'm not a baby. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, Dallin. That's why I moved up. You know, I've had some kids. I can step into the box of reefs now. I can do that. I don't need to wear them. Oh, I got to drop through the womb trivia while we're here. The grapes guy, Mm -hmm. the black guy who's the grapes, he's also the voice of Sebastian and the Little Mermaid. Oh, (laughs) he's green. Somebody else's lake. Yeah, that's the the grapes guy from Throw that out there. (laughs) And for some really other quick trivia, the ad says you can go to fruitguyfans.com. That site no longer is active anymore. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a, that's about that's about one letter away from a site that they probably didn't intend for you to go to. <laughs> Jason, maybe, maybe for the three people that are still listening, we should move on from this topic. Jason. Wow, Jason's the one that said we. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at Jason trying to high road us. <laughs> no one wants to hear us talk about boxers and boxer briefs. We should move on. Proceed, Jason. What ad did you find titillating in the book? I just really like the art on this Thor and Loki Blood Brothers for the. Uh, it looks like it's a download for an animated movie. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, that looks yeah. like Asad Rivik, maybe that that did the the art for the ad. I just think the art looks really cool. I like it. Yeah, with Thor coming out at the same time as this book, they're definitely. You know, hey, get interested in Thor, you know, mm-hmm. go to our little thing. Yeah. Thor's the guy, too. He's going to be in some movies. You're going to like him. <laughs> I mean, still got good old uh, Chris Hemsworth around playing Thor. So do you have a comment on this? Let us know. Email us at contact.longboxcrusade.com or comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. You can call us and leave a voicemail that we just might play on the show Leave us a message at 707-532-5269. That's 707-532-LBOX. Bikini briefs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> now let's continue on with the next segment called Way Back in Time. Once again, it is time to take another revealing peek back into history. What famous date shall I set it to today, Mr. Peabody? June 2011. Got it. We'll start off with Pat. I'll start us off with June 8th, the 45th CMT Music Awards. That's Country Music Television. When they were still doing music television on Country Music Show. That awards gave away to Taylor Swift, T-Swiss, Miranda Lambert, and Blake Shelton. Not three artists I'm super familiar with. Of course, I know Taylor Swift. I know all the names, but I've never listened really a ton to any of them. Personally. Anyway, Jared. Much to Jason's chagrin, I'm going to joke <laughs> June 22nd. <laughs> June 22nd, British actor best known as British secret agent Jahimus Bond, I think is how it's pronounced. Something like that. Almost. James, almost. Yeah, almost. James Bond, a.k.a. Daniel Craig, who was 43 at the time, weds film and theater actress Rachel Weiss who was 41 at a private ceremony in New York. And I just think that is great. Those are two beautiful people. I think Rachel Weisz is amazing. I think Daniel Craig, as much grief as I give him on the Bond show, I think he's got a great look and a great swagger. 
and they seem pretty happy together. So that's a thumbs up from Jared. Heck yeah, Jared. Your turn, Jason. I still hate Millennial Q. Just want to throw that <laughs> in, there. in case there was any questions. <laughs> what kind of boxer briefs or underwear do you think Millennial Q wears? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Don't do not answer that question. <laughs> Just read the comment. <laughs> Reading the comment, Delvin. Okay, so on June twentieth. For the first Critics' Choice Television Awards, Modern Family wins Best Comedy Series, and Mad Men wins Best Drama Series. And I have never watched either of those series. Me neither. Recently, well, over the last few years, my wife has watched a lot of, we watched a lot of reruns of Modern Family. It's on the E! Entertainment. They don't talk about entertainment news anymore. They just show stuff now. So that must be a trend that's happening with stuff like that. It's pretty funny. It's actually a really funny show. Modern Family's yeah. hilarious. Like, they had a solid run of about four or five years. I think it went about 10. Like, I mean, it was funny throughout, but yeah. it had like a solid, solid. Uh, it was an ensemble cast comedy. The one where, you know, where they do the look at the camera thing and tell the, you know, they're talking to the camera about what's going on, like the office did sort of. It is a hilarious show. It is absolutely worth your time to watch, really from start to finish, if you wanted to. That's Pat. That's Jared. That's Jason. It's not me. I haven't gone yet. Let me go. On June 23rd, Transformers, Dark of the Moon, directed by Michael Bay and starring Shia LaBeouf. It's LaBeouf, right? Or is it LaBeouf? Depends on if he's wearing boxers or not. Sometimes if he's not, it's LaBeouf. (laughs) I think you should leave all that in. Starring Shia LaBeouf, premieres at the moscow film festival and and we're we're gonna go to the movie part of it and i'm just gonna say i'm disappointed in a lot of you people you perpetuated this you did (laughs) a lot of reviews like this this movie not so good (laughs) this movie make me cry i want to drink more vodka you would think right but we're about to get to it made so much money. It made so much money. We're, we're, we're about to get to it. Like, let, let's not let's not uh, hold off any longer. We're going to go to the top three movies for June 2011, and we will start once again. Pat. All right. Well, coming in at number three in the box office for June 2011 is a little known movie called X-Men First Class. Production values here at LBC. <laughs> top notch, top notch. That's a good movie. I like that one. It was. It was. I really like. Yeah, first I like First Class. It was one of my favorites yeah, of the X Men series. Yeah, I, I like the the revamping it and just going what they did with it. All right, coming in at number two was Cars Two, the Pixar animated adventure. It did seven hundred and seven million dollars. And I remember Jordan kind of liking this one. And the one thing I remember is it has a very James Bondian car named Finn McMissile, voiced by Michael Caine. Mm. Some men just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> All right. Number one. Delvin's already mentioned it. It said the Cars 2 and X-Men First Class hold my jock strap because I'm making a billion dollars because I am Transformers. <laughs> Ching, dark of the moon movie make me hate all automobiles. How? How? <laughs> a billion? It made a billion? 
Okay, all those Transformer movies were garbage, but <laughs> it was the least garbage of the first three. Maybe? Was it? Because I keep the thinking this was the second one, and I didn't like it. Oh, the no, second one like was the worst. The third one. Oh, was this, this the third like one? The third. Or... Yeah. Okay, I take back some of the Russian anger that I did, but yeah, because no, I was thinking it was much. the second one. Like they they overdid it and they made it into a, it was like a two and a half hour. I love the Transformers. I don't ever need to see a two and a half hour Transformers <laughs> movie. No, man. That's why, like, they were like, oh, the new Indiana Jones movie's out. And it was like two hours and 40 minutes. I was like, uh, I'm going to watch this 90 minute Mario movie. <laughs> there, There is this trend lately where it's like, you will take our movie seriously. This is cinema. And by cinema, it has to be four hours, 24 minutes long. Why? No, it doesn't. Is it good? Is it not? Did it make me laugh? Did it not? You don't, it don't take four hours to do that. As I get older, I put more and more value on the runtime. Like the first thing I look at now is runtimes. When I was younger, I didn't look at that. Yeah, I look at the runtime and then decide: Do I get a large? Can I risk it? <laughs> and I, I, I gotta, I gotta tease Jared about this a little bit because I, in college, was always looking at runtimes because I, I, in my head, <laughs> if it lasted more than two hours, I was gonna fall asleep. Someone <laughs> was old before it was cool to be old. Looking at red times. I was old about music. We're all old about something. <laughs> Look how the turns table, Jared. <laughs> Freaking turns tables. Oh, my goodness. All right. Let's move on to the top three songs according to Billboard. I don't know the first two, but we got to go, go through them. Number three is Give Me Everything by Pitbull featuring Neo, Afrojack, and Nayer. Nayer a clue. I have no idea. <laughs> I got Afro Jack Squad on that, my friend. Yeah, no, you just beat me to it. That was going to be mine. I guess I I'll just say Nao. <laughs> Nao. We'll, we'll, prob- we'll play it right here, and then we'll be all like, oh, yeah, I heard that. Oh, right. If, if I said, wait, if I said Nao, it was wrong. It's Neo. It's oh. Neo. Oh. I, just, just to be like, and, and I remember that because I remember saying that like probably around this time frame, and my nieces and nephews laughed at me. It was like, it's Neo Uncle Delvin, and I'm like, I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's better that you learn this early, nieces and nephews. Uncle Delvin is not cool. Pat. All right, coming in at number two is E.T. by Katy Perry featuring Kanye West. Kiss me. Kiss me. I don't know. <laughs> the only part of the song I remember. Really? I'm an alien. Oh. Oh, extraterrestrial. Yeah. Oh, it's supernatural. Okay. Yeah. yeah I know this song. <laughs> I, I, I got you. I'm with you now. I'm with you. The okay. only one of these lists I know about. <laughs> what? You don't know, oh, number, you don't one? know number one? I, oh, I know number one. If, if you sing it, I might know it. I'll introduce it. Number one is rolling in the deep there's a fire burning in my heart reaching a fever pitch bringing me after dawn you don't know don't know by adele <laughs> yeah yeah i thought it was a rap song by the goody mom it's probably the song that got her the bond song Probably like yeah. like Mar- Miranda is a huge 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 Adele fan and but this was this was one of those songs that had just 
cross appeal because it was just. I mean, I remember it, it once. Yeah. Jason sang it. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sorry, I came out early, Jared. I couldn't hold <laughs> it in. So it's 2011, and I knew a song. I knew a song on this list, and I wasn't going to get left behind. I'm excited for you, Jason. <laughs> oh, I was, Jason was so enthusiastic for it. I was like, wow. Yeah, so we, we got through that. So we only struggled through the first one, but with, with Jared's help, I remember the Katy Perry song, and I, we all knew the Adele song. And that brings us to the end of this part of the show. Got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. You can also follow and leave a comment on Twitter at Crusade. We will be right back. Spider-Man spoils a snatch. Stop, thief! Peter, someone stole the Cope Emerald. Whoops. What's Peter Parker doing here at a time like this? <clears throat> Gee, Mary Jane, I just thought of something. Wow, some smart Alec is projecting hundreds of images. My spiderwebs can't catch what's not real, but how to tell which is the real villain? Nothing human can resist Hostess Cupcakes. He can't help but show himself. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. My images can't enjoy this delicious devil's food cake. This fudgy chocolatey icing. The fresh, wholesome taste. I can! Oh, fudge. I didn't get the Cope Emerald, but I did get the rich taste of Hostess Cupcakes. The day isn't a total loss. Peter Parker, you miss all the excitement. I just went out for some Hostess Cupcakes. That's enough excitement for me. You get a big delight in every bite of Hostess Cupcakes. Welcome back from the break, folks. Now let's get the feedback going here. We're going to share your comments, some emails, questions, likes, all that good stuff in Crusaders Comments. We're thrilled to kick off these comments with shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They get early access to special long box episodes, voting on show content. They get preferential treatment for being on the shows and so much more. This is the list of awesome folks who are currently supporting us. And Helica Wolf. Auburn Elvis. Bill Bear, Lasseter Stashin, Braxton Underwood, Captain Entropy, Clinton Robinson, Dave Collins, Battle Wagon, Ezra Gallo, Gerald Green, Jason Lady, Jason Keen, Jeremy L, Jim, Jarman, Jim, Jarman, Jim, Jarman, Jim, Jarman, I hope you liked him, Jarman, too. Jim Meal, Joe Thomas, John Watson, Josh Strickland, Candace Ward, Captivating Kathy Bright, the MVP, Mark Ross, Matt and Lissy Passo, Maxwell Traber, Michael Wagner, Miranda W, P.D. Devins, Paul Hicks, Rick from Jeff and Rick present, Rob Morgan, Samantha Maney, Sean Urbanski, Spidey 67, Steve Cronin, Spreadsheet, Tim Price, Tony Pennington, and Toronto Cop. Of course, if we miss anyone on our list, apologies. Just keep in mind, we record these episodes well in advance early. So if you're a recent addition, we'll be adding you soon. But you can always let us know we missed you by sending your hate-filled emails to contact at longboxcrusade.com, and Pat will get it all straightened out. Now, as a reminder, you can join this Crusaders Club action by going to patreon.com, searching Longbox Crusade, and for just one buck a month, you can get in on all the access. That is the Crusaders Club. We encourage you to check that out. If you don't have any money, you can do a couple things for us. Ratings and reviews on your favorite podcast platform always help. And if you haven't already, 
give a subscription to our YouTube account. We're posting a lot of our podcasts there and additional content. So we'd really like to see you over on YouTube. At the time of this recording, a new episode of Long Blast Crusade has not yet dropped. So we don't have a ton of feedback or as we like to call it, any feedback at this time. So uh, I think we should all make up a comment that somebody sent in. I've got one here from Jeff, from Jeff and Rick present that says, I like you guys' show. I love each and every one of you. My favorite episodes are the ones where you guys cover Power Pack. Pat. I'll take one from Paul Hicks. Paul Hicks says, hey, didn't I see you guys at Heroes Con? And Pat's the best. Uh, yeah, I have one from Laurel Mountainflower. Uh, she says, for the 715th time, I do not work here. And I, uh, oh, I, I lost it. I, <laughs> it got deleted. Yeah, it, 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 it blew away. There was a breeze it, where I am. It, I don't know where it went. So I can't read the rest of it. Jason. I got one from Hal Jordan said that the Howley goes to Jason. Once no! Jason's on old fire tonight. <laughs> For the listening audience, we all came up with those on the spot, by the way. <laughs> I was completely unprepared, and I'm proud of each and every one of you. Now, I know we've mentioned this before on the show, but hey, leave us a voicemail. We'd love to play it on the show. Just tell us what's on your mind, what your favorite ad was, what your favorite movie was, what your favorite song was, whatever it is. We'd love to hear from you. 707-532-5269. 707-532-LBOX. Pick up the phone. There you go. Thanks for the support, everybody. We will be back with more likes, shares, retweets, comments, real comments, perhaps, on the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the show. Be sure to check out the website longboxcrusade.com where posts will be made for journaling this crusade. I want to sincerely thank Pat, Jared, Jason for joining me on this episode. But before we go, let's find out where the listeners can find us on the internet. And we will start with Pat. Well, Dublin, I'm glad you asked. You can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. Jason? You can find me at Instagram at Jason Albrick. Jared. You can find me at the New Century Chinese Buffet in Enterprise, Alabama, or at Yard Sale Artist Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Check out my artwares at www.theyardsaleartist.com. Delvin. Do they have sesame chicken there? Indeed, sir. Mmm, I might need to join you. That sounds delicious. Uh, and if you want to interact with us via live chat, and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Livestream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the Longbox Crusade. Got a comment or questions? Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the crusade to
The intro music is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at J-O-S-E-F-L-I-N-9-9. You won't regret it. All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. Ads were gracious. I appreciate you. You're handsome. Um, girls find you good looking. Mm-hmm. You can have your steak. We're going to get the chicks. <laughs> oh, and the rice. <laughs> mm. Wait, rice you get the chicks and the rice? Damn. <laughs> I'm ready to start if y'all are. I mean, we got to get mm-hmm. delving to bed a little bit early. Get delving to bed. Let's get delving to bed. More importantly, we need to get Jared to bed because I have to drive to Tallahassee tomorrow. And I lose an hour <laughs> doing that. <laughs> I keep it real. They're talking about me, Jared. I'm the host. Me, Jared. Me. <laughs> this isn't ever clear on the way back. Is on his shuffle. I'm a shuffle. I am still living with y'all. Ghost. Ghost. I've seen those guys like probably three <laughs> or four times. On the west coast. Back then. We had lost you on that, J- uh, Jason? No, I know that one. I don't want to be your downtime. I don't want to do your stupid thing. <laughs> With the big black boots and that old suitcase, I I really am. The, <laughs> I'm, call, I, I'm causing my own uh, sleepiness here. And Jared's, he he has to go to Tallahassee in the morning. Add it up. No one, no one's gonna see it. Add it up. Add it up. Add it up. See what you got. Add it up. I mean, you got to do it. It's just just the rules. Take me away. I don't mind, but you gotta promise me I'll be back in time. All right, well, coming in at number two is E.T. by Carey Perry featuring Cayenne West. Now, try it again. It's it's Katy Perry with Kanye West. Yeah, oh, Kanye Kanye West. Cayenne. Cayenne West was a sharp shooter Perry and, uh, <laughs> in the 1870s. <laughs> Kanye West, it's a seasoning you put on to spice up your food. <laughs> Cayenne West is related to Midnight's Fire. <laughs> 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 Not too shabby. I want to bring back the old bit where remember I used to tell people where I'd be eating nope, <laughs> on every <nope>. episode. <laughs> I do return of the bit. Yeah. Jason threw the gauntlet down. Jason was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, and I was like, "I want to play with the old bits. <laughs> play with the old toys. I want to get in the pool with the old bits too." 